Okay. Ready, Daniel? I've been ready. Talk some Frozen 2 here. That's cold enough today to talk it. But the cold never bothered me anyway. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies. And we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and sitting across me here is Daniel. Hello, hello. Today, we're going to be talking the new Disney animated movie, Frozen 2. Was it a cash grab? Was it amazingly epic like the trailers promised? Find out. Sit back, relax, grab a drink, and who wants to build a snowman? I do, I do, I do. Oh, me, me, me. All right, Daniel. Well, before we get started here, let's talk about the beer we're drinking today. Yeah, this week was Jordan's week to bring in beer. So, Jordan, what'd you bring us for beer and tell? So, I decided to bring in some good old Sierra Nevada Celebration, their 2019 edition. And, yeah, I love this stuff. It's, it's a really good uh, winter ale. I dig it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I do have a weakness for winter ales, but I never drink Sierra Nevada for some reason. Mm. Well, test the season. Yeah, it's pretty good. Maybe we'll get some Juba Ale next time. Mm, yeah. Okay, well, Daniel, let's get into some movie news. What do you got for us this week? All right, so this week we got some big news in the past week is uh, Joker made $1 billion in the global box office without even opening in China, which is the first rated R movie to ever do so. So Joker is like in a league of its own now. I still would like to check that out again. Didn't it set some kind of record for its budget too? I think so. I think it was only like six. Well, I don't. Not a low budget compared to. It wasn't a low. It was still like fifty million. But I, I felt like it had something to do with its budget and how much money it made. I don't know. I mean, it made one billion. But yes, very cool to see something like that setting records. Yeah. Um. The other thing, or a couple other pieces of news, is Netflix is making a Chinatown prequel series. Heard about this. Which is interesting. I'm like. Why would you need to make a prequel series to a movie that came out a long time ago? But David Fincher is attached oh. to direct the series. Interesting. So I'm like, okay, well, now I'm interested. Yeah. Now you have my attention. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, I don't know what they're going to do with that. I'm kind of curious how you make an entire series, a prequel series before a movie. Usually those, well, those don't work. Well, I mean, work. J- Jake was a detective who you know specialized in affairs, so I'm sure it'll be... A lot of that before he met um, Mrs. What's her name? I, can't, I, can't I, I just saw it two weeks ago and I'm drawing a blank already. But yeah, it'll be before he meets the folks that Chinatown centers around. Okay. I don't know. Because, yeah, I mean, that'd be kind of cool to have a series taking place in 1930s Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be on Netflix. So if when it comes out, like, I'll check it out. All right. And next we have Disney Plus crosses 15 million users. In his first, I guess, three weeks now. Well, sorry, I thought that'd be more. I mean, it's still a lot. I don't know how many. I would like. I didn't know. It would be nice to be able to compare the numbers of like to Hulu, to Netflix, to all that. But I don't have those. Um, and then the last little piece of movie news I have is Guardians Three. Uh, not David Fincher. <laughs> Crap, what's his name? James Gunn. James Gunn announced that Guardians 3 is set 10 years after the f- first movie. Or, or Sorry, it's 10 years after the second movie. And the second movie takes place canonically six months after the first movie. Okay. So, sometimes fast. 
Yeah, but I also like think like Endgame gives them a five year jump into the future. So I guess maybe it's only I think it's only five years from Endgame, okay. but ten years from the second movie. Yeah, oh, it'll be. Yeah, probably be another five years till it comes out anyway. So perfect. <laughs> yeah, and that's all the little bits of movie news that I have this week. Well, cool. All right, well, let's talk about some other things we've seen, Daniel. We got a couple of good ones here. I know you were assigned a movie. We both saw a great movie in theaters, and I feel like was there one more? Oh, I guess let's. Talk, we also saw a, some new episodes of a series we both enjoy on Netflix. Yes. Why don't we start with the the movie you were assigned last week or so, two weeks ago? Yeah. yeah w- please forgive us. Um. Yeah, we were out last week. Um. With the cold and everything like that. So, but we're back. <laughs> Yeah, so I watched Raging Bull, Martin Scorsese film, starring Robert De Niro, because it's a Martin Scorsese film. <laughs> but it was about a boxer, and honestly, like I watched it while I was six, so I was like, I watched the whole thing. I like I can't remember any specifics because now it's been like over a week since I saw it, but I really liked it. I enjoyed the story. Um, I can't remember his character name but i don't know like it's also it's also just really interesting to me to watch robert de niro be young because he's been old for as long as i've been alive right so like until i saw taxi driver i had never seen a young robert de niro right well this one's this one stars robert de niro you've got kathy uh i can't pronounce her last name moriarty joe pesci's in it Mm -hmm. frank vincent's in it that's Uh, another thing joe pesci's in it again i've never seen joe pesci outside of home alone so isn't it cool to see him other stuff? Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, he. I, I didn't realize like, to most people, that's novelty that he's in Home Alone because he's plays a gangster in a lot of movies. Yeah, I'm way overdue to watch this. It's on Netflix right now, so yeah, I'm gonna be checking it out here. Hopefully, in the next few weeks, probably over the Christmas holiday, because I would love to see it again. Before, or after the Irishman. Uh, definitely after the Irishman. Yeah, no, Irishman. I'm definitely seeing here. Hopefully, in the next few days. Okay. Uh, Mike was sitting in theater, just playing at the Hollywood Theater nearby here in Portland. Uh, I just don't know about the whole sitting for three and a half hours straight. We'll Without see. an intermission. Without bullshit. an intermission. I know. <laughs> Good thing if they put 20 minutes of commercials on top of that, too, in previews. Oh, man, I'd be mad. I, yeah, I would be, too. All right, well, let's move on here and talk some uh, Netflix. There's a series that Dan and I both enjoy called The Toys That Made Us, and they just put out a new season a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and it's nice they put out, like, their new season is each four episodes. Like, each, like, season is four episodes. And they're like, it's a mini documentary series. That's awesome. I love it. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah, so this this time around, we got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, My Little Pony, and wrestlers, like WWE wrestlers. Yes. And so far, I've watched two episodes. I only watched the first two The first two, well. so Turtles and Power Rangers. Power Rangers. And so far, so good. Love it. Yeah, no, it's so much fun. I just, the my biggest complaint about the Power Rangers episode is they only ever play like a a soundbite of the uh they play like a soundbite of the theme song like a couple times throughout, and I'm like, no, just let it breathe, let it rip. Yeah, it doesn't get into the whole goat. I actually, while watching it, looked. I was getting frustrated with that, so I looked it up on YouTube just to watch it. I did. The same I just thing. wanted to hear the go go Power Rangers. Oh yeah, I looked up the extended cut where they just let they have guitar solos and it's uh, so good. Uh, I love watching these though. Like, it just it takes you back. I mean, especially Ninja Turtles. I mean, that was one of the first Saturday morning cartoons I remember ever watching as a kid because I was right. four when that came out. I think I just turned four when that came out, and man, I was just 
obsessed with it. That was one of the more violent shows I actually got to watch. Yeah, because you're talking about pizza. Yeah. Well, I couldn't watch Ghostbusters back in the day. You weren't allowed to watch the Ghostbusters no. animated series? Oh, my God. No. You know, it's kind of, yeah. I heard that's like a really good cartoon, too. I wouldn't know. You poor soul. I know. There's so much I couldn't watch and couldn't do. At least you got to watch the 90s Spider-Man. Yeah, that's good. And X-Men. Yep. Wait, my only thing is like, I knew this from like listening to a Power Rangers podcast or a podcast about the history of the Power Rangers franchise. One thing that they didn't really mention in the Power Rangers episode that I just think is super interesting is the reason why Saban Entertainment made almost every single like sweet like 90s cartoon intro is because they had a deal with the network that they would make the theme songs for free. But if the show got picked up, they'd retain the rights. And since like a lot of shows, you know, like pilot scenes, like a lot of cartoons come and go like super fast and never get Mm -hmm. actually picked up. So they, it saves the network money to not have to pay somebody every time a show fails. They only pay them when it succeeds, but they get to keep the rights. So they actually make money from the theme song. So that's what, how they ended up making everything. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's nice hearing the history of the Savon Company, too. That's some stuff I just didn't know about. Yeah. That I actually wouldn't mind seeing more more on. But, yeah, I love these little documentaries. Looking forward to My Little Pony and Wrestling Next. It's just it's fun. And eventually, I'm just going to start it all over and watch it all again. <laughs> and I'm really glad that it eventually started as an eight-part series, and now they actually changed the theme song in the third scene. It's like a continuing series. I'm like, good, so maybe there's more, because apparently this is just a bigger hit than they thought, because... They keep going, and I hope they keep coming out with more stuff. One thing I've learned about watching this series, too, is you, I always thought, or was at least under the impression, that all the cartoons came first, and it's like, oh, kids love this cartoon. Well, let's have toys to come out for it. And instead, you find out it's more, I have an idea for a toy. I need a show to market the toy. Yeah. So it's totally backwards. And I, for the longest time, just never thought anything I mean, of kids it. Kids don't know. <laughs> well, kids don't know, but I still, I, I just never thought anything of, about it, though. Right. I mean, of course, like, oh, well, yeah, if you got a show that's successful, kids love it, you got to have a toy line to go with it. But yeah, a lot of these started back here with, I've got an idea for a toy, and that's it. You need at least a one tie-in property, at least a comic, or mostly a TV show. Because so far, it was kind of the way it was with Turtles, with He-Man. They talked about that in the He-Man episode. Mm-hmm. Um, what was another one? I think... Uh, well, Power Rangers. I mean, technically, the show already existed in Japan, but to bring it over, they needed the toys. Right. There's one more, though, I was thinking of from other seasons. I can't think of it now. Transformers. Transformers. That was the other one. That was a big one. All right. Let's move on here, Daniel, and let's talk a movie. Yeah. Unfortunately, we couldn't record an episode last week because we were just out sick. I was dying. I was dying. He was dying. I was sick. But he was at least able to see the movie before he got sick, and I saw it. Let's talk some real quick here. Some Ford versus Ferrari. Well, yes. So Jordan and I did go see Ford versus Ferrari. It was as great as they say. Go see it. But Jordan, Jordan had some thoughts. I mean, I had some thoughts. It was great. I got kinds of thoughts, man. No, I mean, this is, I mean, so going in, I mean, I was sold from the first trailer. I mean, just, just even the idea, like, hey, James Mangold, you know, who directed Walk the Line, 310 to Yuma, and Logan. You know, the director of Logan is going to do a movie with Christian Bale and Matt Damon. I was like, on board. Yeah. Awesome. Ford vs. Ferrari, I'm like, cool. And then we saw the 24-hour war. I'm like, oh, awesome. I mean, I love that documentary. Right. And, yeah, we're going to bring that documentary to life, basically. Or, you know, not to life, but, you know, make a motion picture out of it. I'm like, and this is the cast and crew. I'm like, perfect. 
this is awesome. And yeah, so I mean, I was sold by the first trailer. I love the first trailer. Couldn't wait to see it. And yeah, just even like a week before the movie came out, Christian Bale, Matt Damon, James Mangold were all on the Adam Carolla show getting mm-hmm. interviewed and... That just got me more pumped, and I gotta say, you know, I hate to you know sometimes be overhyped for movies because then you kind of get let down if it's not as good. Didn't happen with this. Yeah, went in there, pumped, saw it, loved it. Yeah, you know, like I don't even remember. I think maybe the trailer came out, but I randomly just like was watching the Twenty Four Hour War on Amazon because I'm like, this looks kind of interesting. Um, and I watched the documentary, and I'm like, whoa, like I. Don't consider myself a car guy. Not like a like someone who pays attention to racers or anything like that. But I'm like, this held my attention. I'm like, this is a really cool and really interesting like little niche history story from American, and also it showed like what Ferrari was doing. Yeah. So then I realized like the trait like this four V Ferrari is about the twenty four hour war. I'm like, okay, I would love to see a movie about this. And again, not disappointed. The the biopic or the, sorry, the Ford vs Ferrari was great. And, like, watching the uh, documentary before and or after, like, even just, like, enriches the experience even more. Like, it's, it's great. Yeah, I went back. I haven't finished yet, but I went back and watched the, at least the first half of 24-Hour War again. I haven't finished. It just moved from uh, Amazon to Netflix recently. Oh, did it? And, if anyone's interested, they just added, this just got released this week, the uh, Carol Shelby story. I think it's called Shelby America, and it's on Netflix. So yeah, you can check out both those documentaries on Netflix. It's it's just it's a good story. I love it. I mean, it's just man and machine. It's and you know what I love about this movie too is there's no like villain per se. There's no bad guy. It's just you know it's a group of determined people. They're just you know they're dedicated to excellence and winning. Yeah, you know, and, and they're doing everything they can. I mean, what I love about this too is just the realism. Of like, I mean, you really like this movie had me at the edge of my seat because you I mean they made it. You see how important things are. How just the slightest thing can go wrong, like. You know, your brakes can burn up and fail. You know, if you do press 700 up towards 700 RPM, like, your whole car could just blow up. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just, I don't know, this thing just had me at the edge of my seats. I loved it. Yes. One thing going, like, I was cautiously, like, hoping that this wouldn't be the case. And luckily, it wasn't. But, like, watching the 24-hour war, they do a pretty good job of showing, like, what's happening on both ends. Like, the Ford end and what's happening on, like, the Ferrari end. And... Um, you know, I love like the contention, like, I guess like in, in the documentary, which I don't remember if they had this exactly in the, uh, movie, how they are offering Ferrari that like a deal to buy his company because mm-hmm. all he wants to do is make race cars, but Ford buying his company is like, well, if we buy the company, then you race in the races we want and you have to like, we control when you get a race and what races you actually participate in. And Ferrari's just like, that's bullshit. And I'm. And then that like broke down their whole negotiations because he's like, you don't tell me how to race in my country. Yeah. So I thought that's an amazing like light, like a spark of contention that like sparks the the war between Ford versus Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And when I love, I love too uh, that scene with, uh, I forget the character's name, Lee, I think, play, uh, played by John uh, Bernthal, when he's talking to, you know, Ford himself, you know, Henry Ford II himself mm-hmm. saying like, we need to start thinking like Ferrari. Kind of just like, what? What are you talking about? Like, we manufacture, you know, what do you say, more cars in a day than they do in a year? Right. But they focus on performance and excellence. What I love about this movie, too, is like, it's great characters. There's a real human story to it. I mean, Christian Bale as um, Ken Miles, awesome. Yeah. 
amazing. And I love the interaction between him and his wife, him and his son, but just the whole human element of everything. Like everybody brings something to the table. They bring a different skill set. Yeah. And I just, it was so good. I, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely seeing this again. Like this, this is a must see in theaters to me. And it's great for everybody. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're into cars or not. Everybody will, men, women, even age, like I would say 10 and up can enjoy this. Yeah, I, I had a packed theater full of all kinds of different age groups. Yeah, like I said, like I'm not a car guy, but I like I love this story. It was very interesting, and also uh, I didn't finish my point, but um, they what, what I was really afraid of was like it definitely was part of like like focusing on the Ford end of it, you know, obviously for American House that makes sense. But I wasn't like I was hoping they weren't gonna like villainize the Ferrari side of it, which they didn't. They were just more focused on like beating them, but not like because they were the bad guys they were just the opponent you know so i i appreciated that that it didn't really like just like come off as super one-sided and i don't know i, re- I like that yeah i guess i guess we'll end on this note so just everything is from the directing to the acting to the cinematography to even the sound design and this is why you got to see this thing in theaters oh, it's yeah, just the rev of the engine e- even the score i enjoyed like i found i listened to it a little bit afterwards on spotify but yeah even that all of it is just good i could definitely see this being like this year, Star Wars Born or Bohemian Rhapsody were just up for everything at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Not just like technical stuff, but just everything. I could definitely see Christian Bale being up for an award. Which is awesome. So, that would be awesome. Yeah. Can you imagine? We're, we're gonna, we might see this Oscar season. Christian Bale and uh, Shia LaBeouf go up together for supporting actor. That would be pretty awesome. It's going to be crazy. It would be an interesting year for sure. Well, they're saying with uh, between Peanut Butter Falcon and that was the other one. Um. Honey, honey, boy. honey boy, we could see uh, Shia LaBeouf be uh, up for twice two Oscars in one season. That's Who crazy. ever thought we'd see that? <laughs> I don't know. Like I did. Like you just kind of wrote Shia LaBeouf off as like the Transformers kid, and he was gone for a while. Then he like had a weird moment in history where people were like, "Oh, why is yeah. he so weird?" Right. And then he made the Peanut Butter Falcon. I'm like, I love this movie. Yeah. That's probably definitely still in my top five of this year. Uh, one one more thing I liked about Ford vs Ferrari. Two and a half hours long. Doesn't feel like at all. It goes down smooth. I mean, at, at the most, and it's probably my only dislike, is you could probably maybe shave five to ten minutes off. Maybe. But really, it's it's fine the way it is. It goes down smooth. And, yeah, I would say as far as grade goes, this is probably one of my favorite movies that's come out this year. So I'm, I'm just going to give it a straight up A+. It's good. Oh, yeah. No, I'd give it a straight up A+, too. Like I said, even if you're not into cars... The story is interesting enough on its own that it just hooks you. Yeah, and you know everything kept me at the edge of my seat, even when they're just testing cars, not even doing actual racing, but testing. Mm-hmm. Everything just kind of kept me at the edge of my seat. I would say nine, nine and a half out of ten for entertainment value too. Yeah, I'll give a solid nine for entertainment wise or value. Yeah. So, yeah, that's two recommends right here for Ford v Ferrari. Check it out, and I would definitely say. Don't sleep on this one. Go see it in theaters. Yeah, it's going to be worth the experience. All right. Well, shall we move on here, Daniel? And let's get into some Frozen 2. Let it go. Let it go. And unmute the guest. Unmute the guest. Yes, the wind blows a little bit colder. And we're all getting older. And the clouds are moving on with every autumn breeze. Peter Pumpkin just became fertilizer And my leaf's a little sadder and wiser That's why I rely on certain certainties yes, Alright everybody, well, let's uh, 
talk some Frozen 2 here. We have brought in a guest with us this week. Everybody, please say hello to Shiloh. Hi. She's been on once before. I don't remember what episode. I, you were no, on. Twice. 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 Yeah. I was my first episode Ooh. was yesterday. Oh yeah, that's right. That's and right. then the other we one didn't was record yesterday. <laughs> and the second one was it chapter two. Oh, that's right. Okay. So I forget a lot. Yes. Number three. Number three. Number three. Well, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, talking some Frozen Two here. Let's get into it. Written by Jennifer Lee. It's actually written by quite a bit of people, but she looked like to be the main writer. Well, it's her and her husband, Jennifer Lee and Christopher Buck. Buck or something? Yeah, that's they're, her. Okay, I didn't know they were I think they're, that's her husband. They co-directed it. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. But yeah, she wrote Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen, Zootopia. So some pretty good ones for oh, Disney. Oh, nice. I love Zootopia and I love oh, Wreck-It Ralph. Like the gosh. original one? Yeah, it's the original one. We cried last time we watched Zootopia. Yeah. I cry a lot in animated movies these days. I know. I even cried at... Float. Oh my god! Don't even get me started. On that was like Shiloh. You want to watch this? I was like, I don't know if I'm emotionally ready for this. It plays it anyway, bawling by the end. Float was like a Pixar short that they just put out, and it is so sad. Float. It, it makes it's you on cry. I'm gonna cry just thinking about oh, it. I might have to check it out. I remember they put the ball of yarn one on there. Yeah, I should Pearl. Pearl. Yeah, Pearl should. That's right. That was a good one. I loved that. That was so fun. I tell people that joke all the time about the BMW. <laughs> <laughs> so good. People are like, that's so funny. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty great. I came up with that. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's get in here. So, yes, written by Jennifer Lee, directed by Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee. So, husband and wife, sounds like. Starring the voices of Kristen Bell. Idina. Is that how you say it? Idina Menzel. Yeah. Josh Gad. Jonathan Groff. Excuse me, Sterling K. Brown, Evan Rachel Wood, and Alfred Molina. So Doc Ock was in this too as a voice. Oh, really? Yep. So we pick up six years later after Frozen 1 here. We have Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, Olaf, and Sven. They leave Arendelle to travel to an ancient autumn-bound forest of an enchanted land. They set out to find the origin of Elsa's powers in order to save their kingdom basic premise but yeah so i gotta say you're yeah, going into this my history with frozen yeah i saw the original in theater six years ago i had a girlfriend at the time that loved it when it got it came available on blu-ray I, of course i was the greatest boyfriend ever by getting for oh wow actually wow. I was the greatest boy i was the greatest boyfriend ever at the time when i bought her the soundtrack and i put it in her car so when she drove to work the next day all of a sudden it's let it go let it go that's actually pretty adorable that's disturbingly thoughtful yeah like (laughs) what you did that okay charles boyle like all right so yeah needless to say i saw it a few times i haven't watched it for a couple years but you know i've seen it enough and i enjoyed it i I don't you know love it as much as girls between the age of six and twelve that's a they're definitely obsessed with it but Needless to say, I I appreciate, you know, I see why they love it and I appreciate it. It's a good movie, I would say. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I wasn't like stoked to see a Frozen 2 per se. Like for me, it's just like, oh, here we go. Disney cash grab. They just want more money, which, you know, what studio doesn't. But surprisingly, when they put out that first teaser trailer, I was like, huh, this actually looks really good. Yeah. Animation is sharp, especially that water sequence. Mm-hmm. And it's everything just kind of has this like darker tone to it kind of feel. And very I, bleak yeah there was no i remember there was no um right there wasn't there, there was no dialogue in this one 
I there's no dialogue in the teaser trailer. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Well, they said, I remember I read an article, they said they wanted a darker tone to this movie because a lot of the kids that, like, like even if you're going for the younger ages of six, you know, they're like 12 now. They're starting to turn into teenagers and they want to go and see this and they wanted it to reflect that the characters have matured. Like Olaf, when he talks about, you know, how he's growing up and he's having kind of this almost existential crisis in a way. And they said they wanted it to show that all the characters have grown and mature just like their audience has. Right. So. Which is always, I appreciate that. Well, it's kind of like how to train your dragon. Well, wish, you know, you I see wish, how, I mean, I don't know if it's a, how to train your dragon, but in but a way they grew up, like the characters grew up just like the people watching it grew up. At least the main character did. His friends were still stupid in the third one. Well, yeah, but <laughs> that is true. Most boys but I, stupid I, I wish, uh, I wish more, animation would do that just in general not even like here's the sequel let's make it more mature because we're already in script i just wish they'd make in general more mature stuff Animations. i mean i guess because the kids like... will grow up eventually and if they want if you want them to keep watching it over and over and over and pass it on to their kids like we've done with things like aladdin it's got to be good yeah. real good and I not mean, just cheesy i would say the gold standard for that at this point at least for animation is toy story one through three oh and I'd say How to Train Your Dragon 1 through 3, too. Well, Toy Story 4 even more, like, too. Like, you know. But, I they, mean, I'm just saying, it's a perfect trilogy. It is a perfect trilogy. I agree. All right. Well, anyway, back to going in general thoughts here. Uh, so, I like the trailer. The next trailer they put out, I thought was good. So, I had kind of high expectations for this. I'm like, well, you know what? This actually looks like they're going to do a solid sequel. Let's go check it out. Went and saw it in 3D, because I'm like, why not? The animation looks cool. Plus, I was I thought too, and I know you guys have stories on this, so you can tell in a little bit. There won't be any kids, or at least there won't be as many kids in the 3D because it's just, you know, it's got, too expensive you, for a family. You're taking four kids to see a movie, you're not going to pay for them to all see it in 3D. But yeah, the animation popped in 3D. I loved it in 3D. I got to say, the, as far as like general thoughts go, so this movie started out pretty strong. I like, I love the sequence with the little, with them as children again. Mm-hmm. And it kind of showed, you know, kind of took us back to the beginning of the first one, but without showing us the same stuff over again yeah it still shows them playing in snow but they're doing different things so it wasn't like a repeat it shows them with their parents which is good i like i enjoyed that and then you get into the like opening sequence opening big opening song with them everybody in the village singing i love that i thought that was a really good song good sequence so really good first act between like here's what's going on i hear this voice we're gonna go on a quest and then i thought it just kind of dried out a little in the first or in the second act and then picked up again in the third act, but then just had a really fast um, like conclusion. And then it was just over. So overall, I, I'm kind of just on the fence on how much I liked it overall. I don't, I don't think it was as good as the first one. Why don't we start with uh, Shiloh here. What were your like going in thoughts? And then what were your general thoughts about it? So I saw Frozen. I saw the original Frozen in theaters when I because I was super excited. I remember it was during my winter break of freshman year, and I was like, I don't even care that I'm not a kid. I'm going to go see this movie. I am so excited. Loved it. I bought it even on my iTunes because I didn't. I don't know why, but I did because I watched. I watched it the other day because I was bored. I love Frozen. I love the story. I love the characters and so i just really like this movie so going into it when i saw the first trailer i was so excited i was like this looks super cool like what's elsa doing so going into it i was really really excited we didn't see it in 3d no we um, saw it in xd we saw it in xd like i don't see 3d movies because i can't really tell the difference when it pops out i have a depth perception thing so it really doesn't make 
any point to me to watch 3D movies. Except for the crisp, crisp sand animation. I know. You and that sand animation. But, so, watching it, I did really like the beginning. I thought it was a really good story. I I loved the whole story they created with Elsa's powers and how they came into fruition and kind of like why she was given it because it is it was a common question like how is she like this there i remember when the after the movie came out i would look up fan theories about how they said that maybe it was elsa's dad that had powers because that's how he knew how to like tell her how to control it and stuff but he never told her like there are so many theories to but i never read a theory quite like how they made it into the movie which so that was really cool i thought um the only i'd have to say i didn't really I didn't really find it, like, drop down kind of any. I was really excited. I do agree that I felt kind of rushed at the end, and I was a little upset about that. I was like, I wanted more, basically. Like, I could have easily sat down and watched a three-hour Frozen movie, but that's just me. I really like these movies. So, I don't know about that. Oh, I could easily. (laughs) I loved, like, I love magic. I love all the fantasy-type-esque things, you know, but I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I think I would have enjoyed it more if... We went on, like, the opening Friday night. We went Friday, yeah. Yeah, and it came out Thursday pretty late, but most kids had gotten out of school and stuff, and normally, like, I understand, take your kids to the movie theater, like, whatever, but oh my gosh, if you're letting your kids run up and down the aisles, and I was like, I am just trying to enjoy this movie as much as everybody else, so, like, I don't care if kids talk a little bit, sure, I get it, like, that's just kids, when you have kids screaming and yelling and running up and down, I was like, uh, just, no. It's just so disrespectful. It like bl- It blows my mind. Like I would be so embarrassed as a parent if my kid was doing that. Yeah. So embarrassed. Apparently they weren't because there was at least two generations, too. There was definitely a grandma and then the mom with the kids in behind well, us. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And also, like, the whole thing about, like, they didn't take their, like, they have, like, a baby with them, which whatever fine but their baby started crying and i was like take him out of the theater like i don't you have like somebody else to watch your kid but if your child if your baby is crying chances are you're not gonna get them to stop crying in the movie theater take them outside maybe because i'm not a parent i don't understand but at the same time like i would not do that with my if i ever had kids to bring a baby to the movie theater. it's just like well i'm just trying to enjoy this movie it's like well you have other responsibilities your baby's crying too bad you got to deal with that first. Right. I mean, my parents took us, me and my brother, to the movie. We were fairly young. We went and saw How the Grinch Stole Christmas, I remember. It was a pretty small movie theater. There was enough people there. Both my parents fell asleep. So me and my brother could have done anything we wanted to. Like, I'm sure they just wanted to take us to this movie so they could probably, like, just... So I can just nap. Nap and relax. <laughs> but guess what? Me and my brother sat in those chairs, didn't make a sound. We didn't run around like crazy kids. And stuff, and we were fairly young. Because people like, used to parent their kids. It's uh, crazy. True. That was just probably my biggest thing. I loved the movie, but I felt like I couldn't fully enjoy it because of all the screaming children. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're gonna hate this, but uh, so my theater. So we went on on Sunday afternoon, right in the I middle know. of the day. You already told me I'm not happy about yeah, it. Yeah, and Daniel but I'm happy told me for you. I'm happy for you, but I am not happy. Let me tell my story for the, the audience. So there was a couple kids commentating here and there, but for the most part quiet theater you could just hear crunching of popcorn and that was it everybody sat and watched the movie i was literally shocked i mean i was ready to be at the edge of my seat angry throughout the whole movie at parents but no i was shocked everybody was just quiet and watched the movie every once in a while like maybe once every 15 minutes you'd hear a little 
But I would expect that. Like, kids have questions. Right. You know, they're going to be like, wait, what happened? So, yeah, I came out of there like, okay, movie going experience wise, that's actually pretty solid. <laughs> Especially for an opening weekend of Frozen 2. Right. I remember asking Daniel, I was like, is it just me? Or were they like really loud? Like, am I just being kind of rude? Like, and stuff. And you're like, no. no I'm like, I, I go to the movies every fucking week, and that was probably one of the worst showings I've ever been in. It's just so weird, too, because, yeah, you don't hear parents going, shh, at all. Yeah, I would immediately be like, if you don't stop talking, I'm taking you out like, of the theater. Out. We're yeah, done. If you want to see this? Fine. But if you start talking, we are out. There is one guy that like had a baby that was crying. So what he does, he picks her up, walks her to the aisle, and was like walking down the stairs. I'm like, oh, good. He's doing the responsible thing. He's take- he No. He just sits in like an empty like section of seats. And I'm like, we can still fucking hear the kid. <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. It's a kid's movie. Blah, 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 blah. blah. But that was just over the top babies don't belong in the theater i agree period especially no. not opening week no i really don't think under three should be allowed in theaters if your say. kid can't sit quiet for the most part like yeah you like you said sure a little chittering here or there that's pretty standard that's fine. yeah but if your kid can't sit still for a movie and they're running up and down take your kid out no, there, i'm there's, sorry yeah if you're letting them just run around freely like that that's just, you're the dick i told shiloh when we left my I'm going to buy like a roll of stickers that just says you're the fucking worst and give it to people at the theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> really <right>. awesome. <laughs> just stick it on their backpack. Yeah. No, I'll just be like, hi, hi, do you like the movie? Slap it right on their chest like you're the fucking worst. <laughs> so overall, I loved the movie. I want to see it again. I'm ready to see it again. I've been listening to the soundtracks because that's well, just me. Go see it at nighttime, I guess. Well, or... I think we talked about we we're going to go see it at an over... Hopefully it'll go to like a 21 and over, over theater so we can get drunk and watch it. And that will be great. And then we know the songs now, so we'll get drunk. We it can might, sing. sing. Yeah, it might get the lower hearse. That was one complaint I had. I mean, Daniel, tell your general thoughts and go okay. in stuff and then we'll get into it. So this is my Rocky. Like, Soth Frozen 1, enjoyed it. Didn't hate it, but I'm like, I don't understand how it got so big. But I saw it like a couple years after it had come out. Um, but we watched it again before the movie like a week or so ago and i'm like oh i actually enjoy this and i honestly was like let it go i'm like that's a fucking like ballad a like it was yeah i'm like this is actually like i know this is like like the song that everybody remembers from frozen one but i'm like this is actually like probably like a straight like a huge music production of a song so just like kind of reminded of all that so i'm like okay and then the trailers started coming like, when the trailers started coming out i'm like oh man this actually looks like it's good like it actually looks Real good. Not only animation, but like this, like the tone, like I'm really into it. So I went from like not caring at all, like who cares about Frozen 2 to like when the trailer started coming out, I'm like, yeah, no, I want to see this. You sent this. me every single one. I sent her every single one. I'm like, this actually looks really <laughs> good. Actually, actually the tone like looks sh- good. The shit. animation, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Shao, did you see those waves? She's like, yes, Dana, I saw the waves. Oh, so cool. I love that sequence, though, of her just trying to get off. I thought it was an island at the time, but just trying to get onto the um, waves. It was so cool. Yeah, but so go like, yeah, I, so I was pretty excited going in um, for the most part, besides like the basic theater experience, which was terrible. The movie was, I thought, pr- a pretty good sequel, not as good as the first one. Which I think a lot of people have that complaint. Um, and so like I wasn't like I didn't hate the movie, but I'm like, OK, it was a little lacking for me. Um, and I actually did feel like it dragged just a tiny bit, but not too much. I think the middle dragged a little. 
it, that's mean? where it drag. If it drag anywhere, it was kind of in the middle of that second act. But that's the thing. I couldn't tell like when we were watching the movie if it was dragging because the, of the movie or because I just can't fucking wait to get away from all these stupid people. Yeah, that's probably part of it. <laughs> I think that is part of it because I could kind of feel that too. Like I was just getting like kind of in the slower parts, um, like when without giving anything away, like when Anna and Elsa kind of go on their own path and everything like that kind of slowing down and everything. I think that's when I started to get the most annoyed because it wasn't like as necessarily like attention grabbing and stuff. So I was able to focus on all of the noise around me. Yeah. Was there, so correct me if I'm wrong. Did this make the movie in the ending of the teaser trailer? You see Anna pull a sword out of someone (laughs) Because the, ca- the camera's behind them. She notices something, pulls a sword, and goes towards it and slices. No, that did not That was happen. not in there, was it? Yeah, it was. She grabs it after him when the tribe starts an, coming. She grabs an ice sword, but that is a completely different scene than what was in the yeah, trailer. Really? They are literally just walking regular along. Regular metal sword, yeah. Yeah, the they're trailer. walking along, and you see like the camera like follow her, and Anna just like grabs a sword from Kristoff's uh, Christoph. like, belt and like swings it behind them but that didn't happen in the movie um maybe it's gonna be like an extended there was i was looking at their album and there's like five songs that didn't make it into the movie Damn. and stuff. So, so maybe that's Thank like in one of the parts you know maybe like apparently anna instead of like the group um uh the group ensemble song that they did originally it was just right. an anna song but they decided they wanted a more cohesive and it didn't feel right that not everybody was in it. Okay. Well, that brings me to like something that I think I'm like, I'm just going to mention this up at the top. Cause this is like probably the biggest drawback to the movie for me was none of the songs really hit for me, except for like maybe one. Yeah. And they still did. They didn't have a let it go of this two that stood out for me. The one the mother sang at the very beginning. Is that Evan Rachel Wood? Yes. The one that the mother sung at the very beginning, I liked. Yeah. And then someone, something's never changed, which the whole everybody was singing. That whole sequence was just a great sequence. And that song was probably the most memorable of me to me. I mean, uh, there was like maybe one more, but but you're right though. As far as memorability goes, Nothing compared to the first soundtrack. Well, they had said the directors. I remember I read an article about it because there was a lot of debate about which song was going to be the new Let It Go. And they said they weren't trying to do that. They knew going into the second movie that Let It Go was like light. They literally said the quote, lightning in a bottle. They were never going to recreate something so powerful. But if I had to choose like mine, it would have to be the... When Elsa gets into Alhana, I think is what it's called um when she has that kind of duet with the voice and mm-hmm. everything the it is into the unknown not into the unknown i'm sorry um it's show yourself yeah i freaking love that I, I did song like, i did like that sequence that was she, yeah and for me when i was watching I'm like okay this seems like the most memorable song of the entire movie so this is the closest we get to let it go so i'm like but i'm like okay this is still like I don't know, like it still just doesn't hit the same heights. Well, no, and I don't think the first one. they were trying to. Right. I mean, whether they were or not, it's still just like it didn't. So I feel like that was kind of a drawback. Like even like the fun, silly songs in Frozen 1, like it's still, I don't, know, I don't think any of the musical numbers except for like maybe like Show Yourself, like really hit the same like memorable moment 
I did like, though, Kristoff's solo into the woods because you could obviously tell they were appealing to the parents. There was so many, like, 80s style, like, the queen sequence, things uh, like that. I'm... And it, Weezer, because they actually, they usually do celebrities, will do covers of the song, and they'll put them on the album, and Weezer covered that song. And it's actually, pr- it, I liked it. Uh, see, that song, bug- that, was, that was probably about five minutes that could have been taken out of the movie for me was that song and his, like, accidental proposal to the tribe lady. Like I think all that could have just been taken uh, out. Uh, it, felt, it felt like a filler song. But I he guess I deserved did, his I, song. I know, but I, I just I didn't like the moderation of some of it because it did was shot kind of like a music video, and mm-hmm. I just didn't I, really like that. I think they were just trying to appeal to the parents. To be honest, a lot of animation movies do stuff that like know, right, but, but you shouldn't do stuff that takes like completely away from changes the, movie. the vibe of. Well, the yeah, movie, I don't, so like I don't want I don't want modern jokes in a movie like this. I either. guess that's fair. <laughs> yeah, but. but I don't know. Like I didn't. I guess I didn't mind that stuff. But at the same time, like I was so dual focused on the movie and the atmosphere around me. It's like I think this is going to be a lot better on a rewatch. Well, I, I think now that I've seen it too, I don't know if I'll see it again in theaters. But on upon a rewatch, I think I will enjoy it better mm-hmm. now that I know what to expect. But uh, so I still was like a little confused though. So the her, their grandfather meets this tribe. They are, are friends for a little bit. They make them a dam. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, someone says the wrong thing, looks at their girlfriend the other wrong way, and all of a sudden, like, oh, we got to fight now. And then all of a sudden, were they like just like frozen in time? And because like all of a sudden, they're thirty-four years later, they haven't aged or anything like that. Well, how do you explain that? No, the tribe aged and everything, and even the guard aged. You could see Gray in his beard and stuff, and all the guards were a lot older, like what they would be if like Anna and Elsa's parents. Yeah, they said that they were in there for like thirty or forty years. So like they were years. young when it happened, but they've definitely but they were just aged up. Stuck, yeah, they definitely stuck in this limbo for no. They were the forest, the enchanted forest wouldn't let them out. Like it was blocked yeah. off because it wasn't. I I don't know if I could talk about spoilers or anything because the whole thing was that the when the when Anna and Elsa's father told them the story. You know, it wasn't the which whole, I guess technically this would feel like a spoiler because we didn't know people were in the forest. Oh yeah. Oh, here we go. We could backtrack it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Backtrack. All right. So, um, well, let's talk about a few a few sequences we like. Probably in the first act because that's not really going into spoilers here. I gotta say I did love just the whole beginning sequence when they're little girls again. That conversation with their parents, their dad telling them a story, the mother's song. I loved all that. Uh, the opening song in the village was great, mm-hmm. and it just you know the call of the voice and everything was really cool. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of good moments. I, well, this part actually cracked me up as far as like um, just a funny humor part is when uh, Elsa's just standing on the balcony and the guy startles her and she freezes her hands to the yeah. uh, the ledge. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Like the part where they're playing charades and sure, yes, that and was Olaf good. Just I, shape shifting, but then he does Elsa, and he like they. I love how they constantly kind of made fun of her like huge like let it go number and everything because yeah. it was just I just laughed when he's like doing the little like provocative little dance and Kristoff yeah. immediately goes Elsa and then Alan is like I don't think Olaf should be able to shape shift anymore and yeah. I was like that is a typical girlfriend response. Like, I mean, that's I, pretty funny. I just like when. We're digging around like like what did she have for a word ice like oh. come on what <laughs> something must be wrong yeah 
That was a good. That was yeah. a good moment. I really yeah, see that first. I thought the first act was great. I really was enjoying myself in the first act. Yeah, like, and it kind of just it, it went got a little okayish for me in the second act. Being like right. adulthood, it just fell <laughs> it's short. Great in the beginning, like childhood's great in the beginning. Then everything just kind of got meh. Yeah, well, you know, I I like the first act. Uh, one thing that we didn't mention, but like, yeah, like how they're doing other things with Elsa's powers, but like they're like making a little snow village and playing like. With these little oh, snow yeah. creations, I don't know if you noticed, but one of the snow creations was Baymax from Big Hero Six. Oh yeah, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, he was one of the. It's like little snow dolls or whatever. Okay, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, they said like the director said there would be like Easter egg already, like as for as like as soon as you watched the movie started. I mean, you gotta, you gotta. Yeah, but um, no, I didn't see Baymax. That's funny though. But yeah, no, I really like the intro of it. Um, that intro song was probably like the second most memorable song for me. Like it was good. The musical number, you get to reintroduce all the characters and Arendelle, like six years passed and everybody loved their new magical queen. And it was kind of cool yeah. when she was like, instead of like doing like modern day, you do like balloons for oh, kids. Yeah, she, was making... she was making little ice sculptures for him. Oh yeah. That was cool. No, so, I really like that. So yeah, so she feels the call to the wild. I, I or call to this voice. I guess let's go into spoilers now. Okay. Yeah. And we'll talk some spoilers here. So it's frozen two spoilers here in five, four, three, two, one. Mm. <laughs> All right. We're now in spoiler talk here for Frozen Two. So yeah, they go out on their little adventure. And I guess I mean I guess you explained it better. So they did age in this. I guess yeah, they I did. They were just like the forest, which is magical, obviously. Like, so that was kind of a, yeah. So they couldn't get into. So the forest like has this like forest field around it, and they were in that forest field for thirty four years. Yeah, they were in it for thirty four years. Nobody could get out. Nobody could get in. And then when they're on their journey, which I thought it was really cool, they showed like Elsa's ice castle is still standing and yeah. stuff when they're going to try to get to the boundary of the forest, which their father told them about because Elsa wakes up these magical spirits or something like that. She tells because Anna, like when they have to like they're pushing all the villagers out because the spirits cause what are they have They have fire. She's ice, obviously, but fire, she, ice, earth. No, it's water, air. It's just four. And it's fire, earth water and air yeah well she's and the everything. fifth with ice but that's because she's the fifth spirit that keeps all of them in check and the only reason she's ice is because atahala is a glacier and that's where she gets her power from and stuff which i read a theory on it like someone's like it makes sense that she's ice because she's in charge of controlling all the other elements and ice can basically like control all the other elements it freezes water it can just you know they were saying like ice just like can do everything it takes out fire it can even weather rocks things like that so it makes sense that her powers are ice because Atahala is a glacier in the middle of the water okay and stuff and That's the whole yeah i thought that was, i was like someone pointed that out i was like oh dang i went really deep after this movie i was looking up tons of theories because i just thought the whole premise of that was so cool but yeah they they're, in, they're stuck in the forest and then i'll say here's this call and everything and she the villagers get pushed out because she woke up the spirit, basically. Mm-hmm. And then they go, and Elsa's the only one that can let them go go in. But I also thought it was interesting. I, I think they did this on purpose, that all of them were holding hands when the mist opened and stuff. I re- That was, like, a tiny thing. It wasn't just Elsa that was her hand, like, solo. She was holding Anna's hand. Anna was holding Kristoff's hand and Olaf's hand. So it's, it's kind of a... Uh... That's a Guardians moment. Well, I think it was like a... T- uh, more like the fifth element. 
melted. Uh, no, like seriously though. Is it really <laughs> when? Like near the end? They hold hands. They all hold hands oh, that's at the right. end. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Anyway, so they go in, and that's when they get their first exposure into the first element, Wind, who Olaf names Gale. Right. And stuff. And they and then that's when they find the villagers and stuff. And, they, and they're wondering, because like, they haven't been able to use magic, because when uh, the story that Elsa's and Anna's father told them was that, that something happened, and they were all working well together. Then this big fight happened. Then he just remembers he gets knocked out. And the next thing he knows is he's hearing the magical voice that Elsa later hears. And he's getting, but he didn't see anything else. He just heard the voice and stuff. And so, blah, 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 they meet the tribe and they find out that their mother was a part of that tribe. And she's actually the reason that um, the father was saved and mm-hmm, stuff. Right. Which they find out when Gail gets tamed, so and speak. Like, it looks like Elsa's going through all these, like, challenges and stuff. Like, she has to overcome each element. Like, yeah. and once they're tamed, then she can, they're calm and she learns a little bit more of the story. I enjoyed watching the elements. Like, there were some really cool moments there. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. still thought it got, the story got a little dry in the middle for some reason. I don't know. I feel like there's some stuff that could have been taken out, maybe, to move the story along. Like, what? I, I don't even know now, but, like, well, his one, that one song. Well, other than that, but I mean, like, of the base story of, like, Elsa's powers, I felt like every point needed to be, like, you right. know, said and everything. I, I don't know. I guess I thought they were going on a little more of an adventure in this. Like, I expected more adventureness in the forest. Like, for they kind of just, like, landed in the forest, and that's the whole second act of them just taking place, like, mostly in this one strict area in the forest. Yeah, I just thought there'd just be a little more to the forest and the more adventure they'd be going on, but I mean, it went, It starts to pick up again like, as soon as, like, the sisters are together, and then she's like, I gotta do this alone, and she creates the little like, ice canoe and sends her off. Yeah. Which the story right. picks up again. And I mean, I love the sequence when she's in the water, and that uh, water horse... The whole water horse sequence <sighs> oh, is just damn. so cool. I... Great piece of animation. Pretty cool for the story, but I hated it. You hated it? He it's, hates it's open water. It's just because, yeah, I hate the ocean, and it freaks me the hell out. So I'm like, oh. Well, good thing so you see in 3D. I'm like, oh, so you just, oh, so the water's black? Fantastic. A magical horse fucking that comes out of nowhere? Oh, wonderful. That tries to drown you? Oh, fantastic. I I'm It's like, like Dado's worst oh, nightmare should, all in should, life. If he loses the bed this week, I should sign him chalk. Or water world. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, but like that, I'm like, it was great. It's just because I have my own little phobia that I'm like, oh, this makes me nervous. Like even in Moana, when it's nighttime, and she's on the ocean, it makes me nervous. I don't like it. He wow. really does not like open water. No, I guess not. No, the o- oh, I should make him watch the movie. There open could just water. be anything down there. It freaks me out. Yeah, there could be. Yeah, there's going to be a magical seahorse that's going to drown you. Or dinosaurs. Or dinosaurs. But she takes control of it, though, and it's all good. I mean, there's a. I, I just love the sequences of her running across the water on that yeah, thing. Yeah, which that is very trying. cool. That it's is so cool. I did like how it's interesting that after she, like, you know, everything's all good and everything, that the dark sea or whatever it's called is now suddenly, like, calm and mm-hmm. everything. Like, it was waiting for her to, like, restore the balance mm-hmm. and everything. I thought that was and pretty when she cool. When she gets to that spot, she does that one song. What was it called again? Show Yourself. Show Yourself. Best yeah. good sequence, song Good sequence ever. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when it showed, like, all of her past memories and stuff. And then, you know she even in the song you know don't go too far you will drown and stuff and she finally learns why the forest got angry and everything and she ends up and apparently there was a post scene i didn't know that 
Oh, there was? There was. Cause, oh, we oh really? Yeah. Oh, we left. Because, yeah, we were so mad, but somebody said, yeah, because there was confusion. Like, you know how Elsa gets frozen at the bottom and uh-huh. everything? No, she wasn't frozen. She died. Oh. Like, apparently at the end, Olaf makes a comment, like, to clear everything up, because that's why Olaf's, like, disappeared. It wasn't because Elsa was frozen. Elsa died. So- well, I figure that she's just apparently nullified, because if Olaf, she's the source of Olaf's, like, being right so she dies he goes right i think they were just like because it was such like a and that was a sad sequence so when she's in anna's in the cave alone holding his stuff oh yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah i forgot about that oh, that oh man that was a... think about it but yeah apparently that's why like apparently there's a post oh, now maybe i have to see it again i, I know i was I like really upset when i found that out i was like there was another we, we just scene gotta, we just gotta go to like a nine o'clock showing least amount of kids possible and just but they again. still bring kids past their bedtime, those sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. I know. But they, so apparently, yeah, she like died. Yeah, I figured. Oh, I, I didn't know because they said they wanted to clear up some confusion because like Anna came back to life and stuff. Like she was just frozen. Yeah, but she straight up died too. Well, apparently, they needed Snow White dead until she gets kissed. You know, that's what I always assume. Oh. Dead? She was in a coma. Jeez. She was pale white. She was fucking dead. She was white beforehand. Dead. Um, so I loved how they made, I like how, so basically from what I understood, cause some people were saying that the powers got sent to her from her mother, that her mother was the fifth spirit, but Anna makes a comment cause Elsa was always so confused about like why she is this way, you know, which anybody who probably was supernatural powers would think like why it was. Why? I mean, she's the firstborn. That's classic fantasy stuff. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it that. turns out like they discussed how the, tribe that they meet and everything they lived in harmony with the magic and everything so it makes sense because they're like oh her mother was the only one singing that song when they saved her father you know and they snuck away to arendelle everything but that was the whole point why the spirits like gave them elsa was because her mother like called for help to save somebody that wasn't part of her tribe and stuff so and Elsa, Anna even says that. They're like, you saw what our mother did. That's why you are the way they are. They blessed our parents with you. Not that her mother was the fifth spirit. It was more they saw what her mother did and the actions that the purity of her actions and decided to give them Elsa. That makes sense. Okay. And stuff. making more sense. Okay. All right. (laughs) So that's why Elsa the way it is is because her mom, which is part of the tribe that had magic, stuff like that. And then they're like, cool. Good job. Dark thought that I already thought about this because, I mean, I am the way I am. But I'm yeah. like, they've been in there for 34 years, give or take. I'm like... No kids? I look like a pretty small tribe. And some of them are like, we were born into this. I'm like, a mm, little bit of incest going on there. Oh, you had to go there, did he? We you had know? to. It was 34 years. They were raising children. I'm like, you're going to run out of people to, you know, pretty fast. Uh, I'm just saying, some of those kids probably had flippers in their socks. Stop. <laughs> Wow. I just had to Please say stop. It. It, I was thinking about it the entire Taking time. Taking an innocent Were you child really? movie? <laughs> wow. I'm like, kids aren't going to think about this. I'm like, eh. All right, well, what do, what do we think about the end here? I mean, everything gets restored, but what do we think about the end? I did like that sequence um, when she was going down the river and like slowly going past all the sleeping rock oh, giants, yeah. the rock giants. I'm just going to say one more thing that like one of the more noticeable like visuals of the movie is when they get into like the... Uh, the forest and like they have like I forgot I think they're like five like trying I don't remember exactly what happened but like Anna has like a like outburst and then like all those ice sculptures appear around her you, you mean know? Elsa 
Elsa, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. <laughs> so Elsa appears and like all those ice, like the horse appears and like you see all these other things, like oh. how they just kind of like an explosion of ice and then it shows like the memories of the water. I thought that was very cool. And I thought that was an interesting like way to go about them piecing together the history of what happened. It was when she was stuck in the wind from Gale. Yeah. And she finally like defeats Gale, you know, and then the memory of her water from Gale shows all of that. Yeah. Which is something we didn't because they talk about water has memory. So when she like kind of concentrates, she can see like the water around, like she know. can see the memory, the water that was associated with the memory, yeah. so to speak. I don't know. Like it's kind of like yeah, it's a little bit loosey goosey, but it was a very cool visual aid to help aid the storage. I thought was I I liked it. Oh my gosh, I kind of teared up a little bit when they went into and saw their parents' ship. Oh and yes, we haven't talked about that at all. That was a really cool scene. That was super cool. Also, a big the... reveal because it ruins a fan theory that the, yeah. they confirmed. Because originally they confirmed like from the first movie that Anna and Elsa's parents, their ship goes down and they're the ones who are Tarzan's parents. Yeah. Because they go down in the same time period, the same like area. So they make it to land, have Tarzan, and then they die off. And then they're supposed to be all connected. But since they added that, it kind of like diminishes the fan theory that right and i think the director yeah director jennifer lee she confirmed it and said and they're like just kidding but i which is too bad it's a it was a fun little thing yeah but i legit mean like when they showed like the ice sculpture of like their parents right before like they died that one got me i was like i think that was the part i think i teared up a bit because i was like that just breaks my because they have like the voices and all of that and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this just got real. Yeah, like, definitely a cool sequence there. Yeah, as far as the end goes, I really felt like they rushed things at the very end. We're gonna make you queen of Riverdale. And, Riverdale, <laughs> or, no, Arendale, Arendale, queen uh, of Riverdale. That's Cheryl Blossom. Mm. <laughs> but, that is very accurate. But, well uh, done. I I don't know. I just feel like it was, everything was so rushed at the end there, like. I mean, it kind of makes sense, though, because, like, Elsa constantly talked about throughout the movie, you you know, she says, like, she feels like she doesn't belong. She doesn't think that. And, like, even when the part that made me think about this is when you're talking about how she makes the ice sculptures for the kids and stuff. When she's doing it, she doesn't look comfortable. Like, she actually, like, if you kind of watch her facial expressions and the animation, she doesn't look, like, happy. But Anna has always loved Arendelle. She always wanted to open it up. She always wanted it to be this open place. And Elsa never really felt in her own so, and they talked about how, you know, Anna is the kind of stereotypical fairy tale sort of thing. And Elsa's more of like myth, you know, that she has to go through all these quests to become who she is. Where, oh, that's actually an interesting thought. I never yeah, thought that she like has to go through all these trials and stuff where Anna represents the more fairy tale aspect, happy ending. Right. But hold on. Back to what does that have to do with it being so fastly? I, like, just, I just feel like it was just done and over like that. Like, I, I, thought we'd, I, I thought we'd, I thought we'd watch them get married or something. Oh no, you gotta set it up for another Save it one. After the third one, I guess. Yeah, the the conclusion was rushed. I did kind of like how they ended up, but yeah, like it just all of a sudden it's just like we're there. So not a lot of like hype towards the end, I guess. But one thing that I guess I do want to say is like how they talked about having a bridge between like the normal world and like the magical world. 
I do like how they kind of set the, that they said what I think is Elsa's just like, well, you know, a bridge has two sides. So Anna and Elsa are the two sides of the bridge. Right. Which I thought was nice. I it was kind of cool. So, yeah. So Elsa's out in the forest now living with the spirits. Yeah, and she's keeping the spirits in check. And now she has a water horse. So coming to River. Er, <laughs> coming to Arendelle. <laughs> Anna's like, now in charge no of Riverdale. I think. Well, and I think it's good that Anna became queen of Arendelle because it made more sense. Anna always loved Arendelle. She always wanted to open it up. She never, you know, she always wanted the doors open, the gates open and stuff. And Elsa never really felt at peace there. Well, it was because they didn't know about her powers, but everybody was cool about their powers now. Right, but she still didn't feel like she belonged. She sang about it, how she felt like she didn't belong. You know, and that's because she was Uh, getting called to be the fifth spirit. I guess. I don't know. I guess. (laughs) So overall... I guess, what do we think about the movie as a whole slash sequel? Thought it was great. I thought it was a great sequel. Yes, there were some parts that are a little slow, but I honestly think I just thought they were slower than they probably were because of the terrible theater experience we had, which sucks. And I guess I can kind of see how it was rushed, but I guess I was so into the lore about it, about how that it made sense that it just seemed for me, it seemed perfectly into the two bridges. They're both living their separate lives and stuff. And it made sense to me, but I thought it was really good. Was it as good as Frozen one? Personally, I think yes. Like I want to rewatch this movie a million times. I loved it, (laughs) but I'm also a, I don't know. I'm a girl, and I think uh, that's... How would, you, how would you grade it out? Oh, A, easily. I loved this movie. Daniel? So as far closing, as me, like... Closing thoughts, grade. So as far as, like, pretty... I thought it was a pretty good sequel. Um, I did enjoy it. Like I said, like, I'm going to need to rewatch this because of the distracting theater atmosphere. I think I'm definitely going to re-enjoy it a lot the second time through, or at least more. So it was a pretty good sequel. I mean... I'm trying to think like, it's just like the biggest drawback is that none of the songs seem memorable. And so many from the first ones are very memorable that I like, I only remember like one song from this one and it's the uh, show yourself song. Like, so that's, that was kind of like the biggest drawback. Like it was kind of a bummer. Like I wasn't expecting a let it go, but I was expecting more memorable. Something a little more like even Olaf's little um, solo song was eh. Yeah, I agreed. I think they did not do justice for Olaf. His first one was so amazing. I was like, they could have done so much more. Fun, quirky, and hilarious. And the second one was just like quirky and yeah, silly. I don't know. So yeah, I guess. What did you give a grade? Oh, I would give it. I don't know. I'd give it like a solid B plus. Like it's it's good. Like. It's not a bad movie. If like this, if this is the worst it gets, then it's still pretty good. But I would just give it a solid B plus. Like I didn't love it, I didn't hate it. I know I'm gonna enjoy it a little bit more upon rewatch, and I, definitely something I'm not gonna mind rewatching either. Yeah, yeah, so, watch yeah I guess all the time. As far as I go, yeah, same thing. I think upon rewatch, I will enjoy it a little more. I gotta say, you have brought me up part of a grade notch just talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I'm the same. I'm in the same boat. Daniel is. The songs just weren't as memorable as they were in the first one. There are still a couple good ones. I do think the middle could have been redone a little bit, make it more adventurous and just more things going on, like and take out just a little bit of the silly humor. I, I don't know. Could have done. With, could have done without. I mean, he he pulls tries to pull the ring out how many times? I mean, could have done without one or two of those. But otherwise, overall, 
good sequel for the most part, I would say. I still like Frozen 1 a little bit better. I would probably give this a solid B. It's a good sequel. It's not a great sequel, but, you know, I don't think it falls that much shorter from the first one. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, all right. Well, that is our review of Frozen 2. Woo! Thanks, Shiloh, for coming out. Would you like to be a part of our gambling um, part? Of course. All right. Well, let's do some uh, betting and gambling and stuff. Okay. Blackjack and hookers. Yeah, exactly. Blackjack and hookers. She gets it. You get it. All right. So so first we're going to go back to our last episode's gambling. So we were betting on the Lady and the Tramp live action Disney adaptation. Um, Jordan said 71%. I said 53%. Wait, I'm looking it up. Oh, and Shiloh's looking it up. Rotten Tomatoes, right? Yeah. Is there any other? Probably not. Okay, Lady... Lady and the Tramp 2019. Real quick, while she's looking that up, I saw the new trailer for Onward in theaters. Looks so good. Oh, yeah, we saw that, too. I, I uh, leaned over. I'm like, Shiloh, this is my most anticipated movie of next year. I started tearing up already in the trailer. I did, too, when he's like, you're going to meet Dad. I'm like, oh, oh fuck, my you God, haven't met your, your father. father. <laughs> or even, like, the little Soul trailer as well. Yeah, we get two Pixar I didn't see movies. the Soul trailer. You oh, really? D- oh, my gosh. I started, he was talking about, like, do what you want to do, da 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 And I'm like, oh, I'm already tearing up, man. You're like, because my... Job just I, I, my sucks. job sucks. I gotta say, like I, I, I generally do not this. like those dog led movies at all. But the one with Harrison Ford looks halfway decent. <laughs> oh, the Great Water. No, it's the Call to the Wild. Call to the Wild ring, or something ring. like that. It looks okay. I mean, I'm still not into those kind of movies, but this one looked better than the rest of them we usually see I just trailers didn't for. like the CGI dogs that they use. Like I'm just like, it just doesn't. Look you good. don't like CGI like animals. I've noticed. It just it looked weird. Yeah. Okay, okay. Shiloh. So, what were your scores again? Jordan's was 71, and mine was 53. So, we're not doing audience score, right? No, okay. fuck the audience. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, fuck the critics is more like it. Yep. But anyway, so the critical uh, score. 63%. So, you were 10. Jordan was 7. So, Jordan won. Jordan yes, won. Yes, like to sign Daniel another movie. Which, you know, Daniel. Please do not give him any open water movies because I do not want to hear about how creeped out he is. And he's no. going to be super uncomfortable. No, I'm going to keep it in, t- in line with. Uh, I'm just going to put it in like, she's not kidding. Like, I s- go to bed with rain noises to help me sleep. I try doing ocean noises and I have nightmares when I. Like, hear I'm ocean like, noises. he will be on edge and it will be. <laughs> please don't. Yeah, I'm like scared. <laughs> Well, we'll I'm wait on some of that. No, I'm going to stay with the theme of Martin Scorsese. You watched Raging Bull last week. Daniel, I'd like you to watch this movie that uh, came out, I believe, in 84, 85 with Paul Newman and Tom Cruise called The Color of Money. That's a Scorsese film? That's a Scorsese film. Oh. So, yeah, you're going to watch a little movie about pool. Watch The Color of Money. It's over there if you want to borrow it. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. All right. Well, this week, um, I kind of know the one for Knives Out just because the trailers or uh, previews on TV or is whatever. It, is that getting rated well? It kind of is. I don't know. Like it looked interesting. I like I kind of wanted to watch it, but I do love Daniel Craig. 
Love Daniel Craig. There's a lot of actors in there that I was like, hey. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've, I've seen that trailer so many goddamn times. I'm just they like, only put out one. I know. No, yeah, put out two. I think mm-hmm. it's because you like watch a lot of movies. Well, or I know, something. but I'm just saying I've seen the trailer so many times that I'm like, I'm over this movie. I don't even care who the killer is if there was a killer. I'm just over it. Um, but why don't we bet on Queen and Slim coming out next week? Yeah. I have no idea. It's already out. Anyway, why don't we bet on that? I have no idea what the score is at all for that one. I think it comes out tomorrow officially. Okay. I mean, seeing a lot of the trailers, I mean, it looked like they're trying to do like modern day like Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. And Bonnie and Clyde were dicks. <laughs> Okay. They were. I mean, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I don't know. I just wasn't interested in, in this movie that much. I don't know. So me. I don't know. I'm just. Do you have a score yet? I just wrote down mine. Oh, I guess I should write it down on a piece of paper. Mm. Into the unknown. Yeah, I. I don't think this one is necessarily going to be critic proof, but I think it's going to be pretty high up there. I said 83. Oh, I said 60. Like, it just didn't look, like, interesting. It looked like, literally, like, them, like, let's make Bonnie and Clyde. And I'm like, yeah, even Bonnie and Clyde movies suck. Yeah. They <laughs> well, do, actually. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea what the score is at all. Um, Jordan, what'd you put? 83? 83. Do you want to look up what it has right now as of recording? Yeah. Cool. And then, yeah, we got to wrap this up here because we're over an hour. Yeah, because I could talk about... I could literally go about another hour talking about... I uh, know. That's why, that's why I had to cut you off a couple times. I'd be kind Sorry, of, I get very passionate about these things. I know. And I didn't mean to... I wasn't trying to be rude, but like, oh, no. we got to wrap this up here. But yes, I do want to see it again, though, because now that you've explained a few things to me, I think I missed maybe a couple things the first time around. And I, I mean, I, even though I had a nice theater experience, I'm still on edge thinking, oh my God, what kid's going to scream? You just never know. Yeah. We, you just never know. Okay. I mean, I feel I that way every time. Okay. She knows the score. So as of recording, what is it? 87%. 87. Really? Okay. All right. Well, that could go down towards Daniel in the next week. How many we'll see. reviews are we at? 53. 53. Okay. So a decent amount of reviews. All right. Well, hopefully, yeah, everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Um, Happy Thanksgiving to our audience out yeah. there. Yeah. Turkey Day in just a couple days yeah. as of recording. Might be, woo, the woo. Di- might be up. Gobble, gobble. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? I'm going downstairs. Oh, really? Yeah. Just going to be the household and some family coming in. And yeah, we're just all doing it down there. Oh, that sounds Tight. nice. So yeah, if I get too tired from eating, I can just come up here and fall asleep in my own bed. That sounds nice. Which is awesome. Hopefully, um, yeah. What are, we, what are we coming back with next week? I would kind of like to they're do... They're going to be Knives... I mean, there's a lot, because there's Knives Out. I'd like to do uh, 21 Bridges or Honey Boy. Honey Boy, and then there's still the Mr. Rogers movie that came Mr. out. Mr. Rogers. Oh, I think I, I, already, I would cry watch it. I am so Frank, I'm like, I'm interested in Honey Boy. I definitely want to see 21 Bridges with Chad and Bozeman and uh, almost a J.J. Abrams. Well, uh, maybe, maybe we'll name? do like a double or triple next week. I don't know. We should... We'll we'll we'll, fi- we'll I'm figure. Not, it I'm out. not seeing three movies. Well, just, we have things to do. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right, let's wrap it up here. Yes, everybody out there that listens, thank you for downloading the podcast. We appreciate it. Daniel, where can they find us? You can find us online on Instagram and Twitter. Movies underscore Bruce. Let us know what you thought about uh, Frozen Two. Loved it, hated it. Or are you just gonna let it go? Let us know. Huh. And yeah, leave us some five star reviews because that definitely helps the show with the ratings and everything like that. And 
Thank you, Shiloh, for coming in and talking Frozen 2 with us. Thanks for having me. And we'll see everybody next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Some things never change. Turn around and the time has flown. Some things stay the same. Though the future remains unknown, may our good luck last, may our past be past. Time's moving fast, it's true. Tight to you. I'm holding on tight to you.